Okay, here we go. Really <laughs> dry. Cord. All right, let's let's see. All right. Get ready. This. We can do this. Animals. Animals. Um. They run fast. Very fast. Cheetah. Um, They're beautiful. Starts with a G. I don't think you can do that. Oh, I can't very do that. Thin. Darn it. Um. A like G? a like a deer maybe. Gazelle. Oh yeah, yeah crushed it. Correct. Mm. Um, it's a bird. Taming of the Shakespeare play. I don't know how to help. Ten things I hate about you. It was really a Shakespeare play. Taming yep, of the. That is uh -oh. good. That's... Oh, under the sea. Dolphin, whale, Ursula. Um, octopus. Yes. Octopus. Got it. Wow. Um, put another couch. shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> Kangaroo. Yeah, got it. Got it. Oh. Pass that one. I don't know what that is. It's a bird. Uh, that <laughs> is, birds. everyone has one of these and it goes in a little chipmunk. But close, but in a house. Not a in a house. Yep, you got a little cage. You're talking about like a wheel. And you oh, put the hamster. Wheel. Yep. Hamster, got it. Uh, uh, good idea. Ooh, really fast. Cheetah. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, got now it. we have, we have. One game, neuroscientist. This is an ad. Oh, oh. let's roll it, Nick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. I love it. Let's roll it. Hi and welcome to quarantine. I'm Athena. I'm Father David Kidd. And I'm Lauren. And this is quarantine. So we want to plug Awaken Nation in again and again and again. Um, this is what allows us to record and to be here with you all. So if you can um, go into their website and donate, we would absolutely love that. Go to awakencatholic.org backslash donate. And also the Hallow app is a great Catholic meditation app to help you find peace and grow in your spiritual journey as well. Um, you can go to hallow.app backslash awaken as well. And you can also sign up for a free one-month trial for premium access. That was really fun. good, Lauren. That was really good. I also want to plug this awesome mug that you can find <laughs> on awakencatholic.org in the shop. And it's this one says, good morning, darling. It's really good. By God. It's really God good. I, I need that. I need the to coffee's put that. good, too. I need to put that in my, my kitchen. Um, so today, we are going to talk about... Something that's a little bit uncomfortable, I think, for a lot oh, of people. Oh, no. Um, I know. We just, we, <laughs> we have to do it, though. Um, we're going to talk about confession. Oh! There it's it the is. Worst. Uh, it's the worst. I can't believe right? you just said it. Um, <laughs> so, I know, for me, confession, like, and it hasn't gone away. It's just really awkward, right? Like, as a teen, it was really awkward. Um, I remember going, like, in school when I was um, in elementary, because I went to a Catholic school, and like no way, you, me too. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Um, and you, you'd you go, but like you you wouldn't really like confess your sins. It was more like you're you're supposed to go. So you would go in and you're like, okay, I think I was mean. And I, I think I talked back to my parents. And then for me, like I blank out. Like that was it. Like it was like my two sins. And I was like, yeah, that's probably that's good. good. That's two of them. <laughs> that's um, the limit. Don't go any farther. But even please. like in eighth grade, I remember that. And I remember when I went with Life Teen for the first time. It was the most awkward experience of my entire life. Um, I don't know. What, what, 
Lauren, what do you think of Confession? I mean, I never used to like it, to be honest. Um, it was always one of those things where I was like, eh, I don't really want to tell anyone about my sins. Um, that's just a me thing. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot of people think. Yeah. <laughs> but um, as I grew up, I understood that, you know, it's it's essential for my salvation and I need to ask God for his mercy and forgiveness and... Um, I will feel so much better and so much more at peace if I just confess my sins. And it's really just you talking to God. So. That's so good. Yeah. And what's one of the things as a priest, it's like, we need it. Everyone needs it. You know, yeah. like, I mean, it's like, we all need um, to be able to go to a priest and God working through the priest to be able to be, have our sins forgiven. But yeah, it's hard. Cause you're like, man, I don't want to tell people those things. Yeah. And then, but we feel like amazing afterwards. And we're like, I wonder why that, is I feel like it's worth that. all the awkward like it's worth uh, the, the sweating and the tears yeah. and everything else that yeah. sometimes goes into that confessional yeah. to yeah. walk out and feel that that grace that you get yeah. yeah it takes a lot of courage to say things out loud too yeah mm -hmm. like especially if it's something that you've been struggling with for so long and um then all of a sudden you're like okay you finally name it and you right. say it out loud and you're like okay I can do it like yeah. if I can do this I can do anything you know it's yeah. just it doesn't have power over you. you know, right, right, right. Yeah, away. like I think, I think especially the big things, um, they're the hardest. It's easy to go in and say like, I hit my sister or I yelled at my mom or like I snuck out of the house. Like those are easy things. But when it gets to like the big things. Like a cheer on Michigan, something like that. Oh my gosh, my dad's going <laughs> to disown me. Oh no. Um, <laughs> but when it gets to those big things like, um, you know, pornography or drug addiction or alcohol, I think it's so hard for us um, to name those things because those, those are things that have power over us. Um, but if we can name them, especially in a confessional, like there's no better place, they start to lose their power. And I think, um, I think the devil, that's where he gets us. That's where he makes confession super hard for us because he wants that power to still be on us. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, and it's like in confession, it's like shining like this bright light. You shine it right on where <laughs> you need God's help the most. You know, yeah. it's like, well, I could use this help here and there. And it's like, yeah, that's what we're doing. And we're saying, oh, by the way, Lord, can you help me out here? You know, and to be set free of our sins gives us a freedom to really live the way God made us to be, which is um, that's where we find our most happiness. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think it's important to remember that, um, so priests, one, they go to their own confessions and two, True. they have heard so many confessions that I don't really think there's anything that we could say. Um, and hopefully there isn't anything that we can say that you guys haven't heard before. That's so true. And that's one of the great graces I share with people. Um, you know, often they think, gosh, you must be looking at me and you know, my sins. And I'm like, you know what? I really don't remember you. I don't remember your sins. <laughs> it's not that you're not great and you're awesome, but it's like, I, yeah. I just don't remember. I got a million other things to do too. So it's like, but that's one of the, I think the great graces for priests um, and is why we often encourage people um, to go behind the screen too. In person's great too. Um, but it also, I think provides that uh, anonymity for, for people. Can you yeah. explain the whole um, not remembering people's sins thing? Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people struggle with that. They don't sure. Truly or do you pick that. and choose? <laughs> like if I went to confession, depends what it is. Yeah, maybe if you're going to give a little little more detail there. But no, it's like often I say, please don't give me detail. Um, but part part of it is it's just like I mean, if you're sitting here at confessions before mass, like I do, 
about an uh, 45 minutes to an hour before mass starts. And I mean, you're going to go through 20 people and some are going to be behind the screen, some are not. And so it's, I mean, you're just not, I, I'm worried about my homily. I'm worried about the, the next event. I'm worried about um, the next day of school. I'm th you know, it's just like, I, I just don't, I just really don't remember. <laughs> and it's not, I think people think like, oh my gosh, how harsh, you know, like why, why don't, why wouldn't you remember? And it's like, I, the grace of God is at work in what he does in your soul, which is the removal of the sin through the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And, and that's a gift, I think, too, for the priest in saying like, gosh, I'm humbled each and every time someone comes and asks for the mercy of God and the contrite heart, right? When I'm saying, I'm sorry mm -hmm. for what I've done. Um, it's very humbling as a priest to hear that from people because you know God's at work right there. And you know he's at work each and every moment we come and ask God for help and ask for, for his mercy. Yeah. And you mentioned grace um, and going along with that, like not just receiving mercy and forgiveness, right. but the grace of God too. Is that That's why we go to get the yeah. sacraments yep. and go to confession and you receive his goodness and his love. Um, and ultimately like that's, yeah, that's the goodness of why right. we go get those And sacraments. you think... And that's a very good point, Lord, because it's that sacramental grace we receive, right? Yeah. From the sacrament itself, from confession, but also, sorry, I'm trying not to burp right now. <laughs> and and also, um, what's leading you to come, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We talk about preventing a grace, right? So the grace that's, that God is working in you and through you and through others to get you to come to the sacrament, right? Um, and that's, that's why we call it amazing. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I still remember one of the confessions in high school that I had. Well, not sure what it was because that I don't remember. Um, but I See, do, you don't even remember your own. I know. But I do remember that um, it was at a retreat. I couldn't tell you which one. And I was praying. And literally, I opened my eyes and I was sitting in front of a priest in a confessional. And, like, I don't remember getting there. I don't. I went in and he was, like, you know, getting ready to start. And I'm like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to say. Like, why? And I told, like, that's how I started it. So I was like, so I was just... I was just praying and like, oh, yeah. now I'm here. So like for yeah. me, that to me, that was kind of my turning point in confession was like, okay, yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's awkward. It's weird. Um, because I'm a person that I don't always, if you ask my husband, he'll agree with this. I don't, I don't always like to admit when I'm wrong. Sure. So it's really hard to sit there and say like, okay, here's everything that I did wrong and the things I need to work on. Um, especially like, when you go in, I think a lot of people think that we're just talking to the priest. Like we're mm. just sitting there speaking oh. to another person. So how would that be different than talking with like Lauren? Like why sure. can't I, or a deacon, why can't I confess sure. my sins there? Sure. Um, do you want to explain that a little well, bit? Well, that's a good question. So Lauren, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things is we see in scripture right away, right? Like that's in the New Testament where Christ gives that power to forgive sins. That's the power that he has, right? That's one of the things that the Pharisees get all bent out of shape about, right? They're like, whoa, only God can forgive sins. Who are you? And Jesus is like, well, I'm God. <laughs> like, oh, okay, all right. No, like that's a power then he also imparted to um, the apostles, right? And then through the laying on of hands, through ordination, right? We would say apostolic succession through um, the Holy Fathers and through the laying on of hands through the bishops and then the ordaining of priests, that power is imparted to the priests, the faculty, we say it's a faculty given, not like teacher's faculty, um, but like <laughs> you're, you're given that power to forgive in the name of God, which is again, very humbling. And, and that's a power that we see directly 
um, stated in scripture. And I think that's one, you know, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. And that's, that's an awesome power and a great responsibility. And with great responsibility, right, comes, I mean, that's, yeah. It's like Spider-Man, I think, too, right? Yeah. So with great power comes great responsibility. Right. And that's and that that's a humbling um, aspect to the priesthood to be able to know people are coming, not because you're you, but because you're a priest who God is working through to forgive sins. So I think that's kind of important to remember as we think about confession, because I know for me, my mom pushed it a lot. Like, we're going to confession, we're going. To, and I like growing up, I was like, oh, like, I hated it. I would drag my feet. I didn't want to go. We would go. Um. I'm going to admit this now. So just oh dear lord. Pretend we're in a confessional. Um there were times that I hid in the back of church and I was like, "Yep, mom, I went." Like I I didn't Ooh, I didn't go. Sure. I have confessed that since. Don't judge her. <laughs> now she knows too. This is not great. I don't know if I've told her. Um but it's okay, mom. I'm working on it. Um but make sure think, she sees this episode here. Yeah. I'm sure she will. Um but I think it's important to remember that when we're, you know, even as youth ministers, when we're encouraging teens to go to confession, it's not because um, we're trying to like be mean or make you want to suffer, but it's because you can have this grace that we can't give you. Mm -hmm. um, so like talking with, like, I'm always here to listen and talking with me is great, um, but I can't. I can't help you feel how God can help you feel. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, remember that when people are pushing you out of your comfort zone to go and talk to God in the confessional, right. that it's not us saying like, we want to make sure that you suffer, right. but we're saying yeah. we want to make sure that you feel loved because that's yeah. ultimately what confession does. At least for right. me, I leave, I leave that confessional feeling so loved. Yeah. And it feels like there's a weight off your shoulder. You can just breathe again almost. Oh, yeah. You, know, yeah. you just walk out and you're like, okay, like I got this, right? right? right. It's like a restart. That's it. Yeah. And I think too, it's, you know, we encourage, like I encourage people, you know, I mean, both of you do so. And we do that because we know the benefit of it. We've experienced that benefit. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's like, gosh, I've experienced that. I want you to experience that too. Yeah. Um, so I know like, it's really easy to find excuses to get out of confession. One being, and this is the one at least I hear the most, I can never make it during the confession time, right? Um, and it's really funny to see faces like shocked when I'm like, you know, yeah. you can just call the parish and a priest will never deny you. Right. Yeah, like, that's true. I've I've walked into a parish before and said, I need a confession right now. Like it's weighing on me. Right. And a priest that I did not know said, okay, I'll meet you in there like oh, after yeah. a mass. Um, so I think that's, you know, for at least for my teens and sometimes even for me i use that as an excuse like oh i've got my toddlers so i can't make the confession time at, on saturdays yeah. and friday mornings i should really be working so i can't make that one so i shouldn't go this week um <laughs> yeah but yeah you can easily call up any priest and say i need i need a confession and yeah. they're not going to be like eh, next week like they'll find time to fit you into their exactly. schedule right. and i think it's in that's something where I think, yeah, I think that's frustrating for a lot of people is often they'll say, well, I can't make it from three to four on a, on a Saturday. And it's like, well, good. Why don't you come on Sunday at eight or eight or nine, or just maybe just send me an email. I can, we can set something up. Um, and part of that, I think too, is priest's desire, I think more and more in recent years to create more opportunities um, throughout uh, the week for people to come to confession, knowing, yeah. you know, sometimes people are busy just on a Saturday afternoon uh, for 45 minutes. And so creating more times um, for that um, 
is good too in, in parish life. And I think uh, a lot of different events, things are tied to that, whether it be adoration mm-hmm. or uh, praise and worship or having that opportunity even just right before Mass um, to go. And even after Mass, you know, like I think some people, it's okay. They say, okay, hey, maybe I've got, it's okay. Got mortal sin on the soul. Okay, we'll just not go to communion and then I'll go to confession afterwards. Hey, Father, can you like real quick, I just want to hear. So the next time I can go and receive Holy Communion. That makes total sense, right? And that's something that's a great way too, if it's, you know, like didn't fit in the schedule, yeah. then afterwards, you know, too, to or be we, able. We talked yeah. about when we talked about the mass, we talked about we can take things up to the altar and sometimes those are our sins. Yeah. And sometimes those are still weighing on our heart. Like we get, we give them at the altar to Christ, um, which is awesome and fantastic that we're doing that. But we still, we still need that sacramental grace. Sometimes those right. things are still kind of eating at us. So that's a perfect time. And I promise after a mass, especially if a priest notices that you don't get um, communion, the priest is not going to leave. He's not going to be like, oh, I have dinner. Like he will fit you in there real quick so that he can do that and take your time getting one in um, before you you leave. Because if it's weighing on you, that's the time to do it. Exactly. I think it's important to know too, like, so we would say strictly speaking that we only have to confess our uh, moral sins. Um, so that, that breaks the relationship with God. So right when we say mortal, mortal sin, that which hurts or harms the soul. Um, and so it's something, so it's gotta be grave matter. So, right. We would say like 10 commandments would be grave matter. We would say we have to know it's wrong and we have to do it anyway. So grave matter, we got to know it's wrong and then we do it anyway. Um, and I think part of that too, is we realize there are many different ways in which we are forgiven of our venial sins. You know, that can be through Holy communion. That can be Mm -hmm. through the sign of the cross, through Holy water that we receive. Um, those are all ways in which we would be forgiven um, of venial sin. And also, too, when we make an act of contrition, um, we would be being absolved of, of uh, venial sin. So that could be something like we're doing um, something like right before we go to bed and we do a little daily examination of conscience, mm-hmm. right? It's not like you're testing your conscience. Like, all right, did you pass today? <laughs> it's more of a sense of we're reviewing our day and saying, where are those ways where um, you know we're grateful for God's presence in our life and maybe ways where I've fallen short of God's love? Yeah. Um, and pointing that out. So we're aware of that. So then when we go to confession, we're not like, gosh, what did I do wrong? Our sin is always before us as we pray in the Psalms. And that's so that we can ask God for the help we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to touch a little bit on um, time frame and like how often should we go to confession? Oh, great. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Every day. Every day. Every, every, every hour. day on the hour. That is my favorite is when <laughs> I tell a teen or I ask a teen, like, well, when's the last time you confessed that or the last time you went to confession? Sure. And they're like, Oh, like last week, I don't have to go again. I'm like, well, you're right. But like, obviously it's, you're still struggling. So it's probably great to go again. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, I always say, um, monthly is a good practice to get into. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the Holy Fathers, the last three Holy Fathers have publicly said they go every week and you're like, oh my gosh, if they go every week, what do they have to confess? Right. 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 Uh, they're popes. Right. And so, but I would say a monthly practice of it is a good um, practice to get into because it's often it you know maybe we confess the big sin and then it's like the little things that just keep eating away at us mm-hmm. right like as you mentioned um they point it out because it's still ingrained in us mm-hmm. or there's still it's that the the habitual sin right yeah the, the, we just can't it break just it. keeps coming up and it's like i'm tired of saying this over and over again it's like if you're trying to say it, if you're tired of saying it maybe that's why you need to keep saying it, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but no, I think the Holy Father's a great line on this too, that, you know, we get tired of saying our sin, but God never gets tired of mm-hmm. forgiving us of right. our sin, which is yeah. so good. 
I know there were like it was a couple lengths ago. Um, there was one thing that I was doing, and I was trying to make it my goal to go to confession every week. Yeah. And I was like, this is going to be tough. Like, I am not going to be good at this. What am I even going to, I don't know, like week after week, I'm like, what am I going to keep confessing? I don't know. It yeah. just seemed weird to me. Um, and it was it was good. It was good discipline for me to you know, keep going and um, having like an examination of conscience in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sorry. I'm just, <laughs> this seat, I'm I just, was just like getting too comfy. More and more down. <laughs> Try to sit up. I'm actually taller than Lauren, but you wouldn't know if me sitting he's on this just, couch. He's had a long day. It's a just long getting, day. Just getting comfy. Uh, I'm sorry, Lauren. You were really. That was really good. No, so yeah. weekly confession. You've been yes, going for so Lent. You were for Lent, that. I was doing that, and um, I yeah, it's a great idea. It was a lot to adjust to, and um, it it was really good to, you know, internally pray and think about like what I was what was happening each day and each week. Um, and I do have to say, I do not do that now, but, um, it was a good practice to, to do, um, and to get in that habit for well, a while. And I feel too. like the more you go, the less your confession turns into like the same sins that right. you can yeah. think of. Yeah. If you're going more and yeah. you are working on those sins, you can't really confess those then. Cause mm-hmm. you're trying to fix yeah. them. So it kind of makes you dive deeper into like, okay, for real, mm-hmm what do I have to face? Like, what is it that's down there that's still like eating at me that I don't want to say? Right. And I think too, that helps us realize there are certain things where we're (laughs) going to need additional help on, right? You know, it could be something like, maybe I do need some additional counseling, or maybe there's something where I need to actually confront someone about or talk to someone about, um, could be a a family member or adult or, um, whoever it may be, but it, it kind of realizes there's the Lord's going to forgive us our sin, but there's something we have to do maybe extra in addition to, um, to help kind of break that habit of sin yeah. that mm-hmm. takes place. And I think too, it's, um, as we go to confession, we become less, uh, worried about if we're doing it right, like, gosh, I don't know, did I say the right prayer? And so we get more comfortable and then we get mm-hmm. actually focused on why we're there, which mm-hmm. is never since forgiven. Um, and so we're, as you said, we're, we're more, um, able to have a, a better sense of where our sin is in our life and where we need God's help in that. And I think with that, it's important to know that the priests that are sitting there, I've never gone to a confession, um, including ones that I've walked in and like had no idea what to say, that the priest like was mad or angry with me that I didn't remember what prayer I needed to say and when I needed to say it or if I needed a second to think. So the priests are there to help us. Like they're not there so that they can judge us and like you're a horrible person and here's the things you need to do to not be a horrible person. But they're there to help guide us in that because they priests get it. They know that confession is not always super fun and they know Mm -hmm. it's awkward and hard um, because they're, they're confessing their sins too to someone. Um, Truth. So I think it's important to remember that like, it's okay if you're sitting there and you're like, I don't know. And I've done this. Like, I don't remember what comes next. Right. When it's been those lapse of times that we haven't gone in a while, there have been plenty of confessions that I sit down and I'm like, it's kind of been a minute and I don't really know what I'm supposed to say in what order. And never once has the priest been like, wow. You know, like, he, like always it's, okay, They usually well, say it to me when I don't know what I'm supposed to do next. They're like, wow. That, that might be a little the priest, you don't know what's next. Um, but, but like, they're always very loving and okay, let's, let's go through this. Or if, you know, I, I know a lot of teens, like at XLTs, they're always kind of like, I don't, I don't remember the act of contrition. Right. How do I say this? Can I take my phone in? And I'm like, just go in and say you're sorry. And yeah. like their face yeah. is like, what? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, 
yeah that, and there's been it. times like the act of contrition i have made my own prayer too i've just yes. made, and i didn't realize that you could do that or that was a thing and i was just told you know like i didn't have it in front of me i didn't memorize it and i was like it's really kind of cool actually because it's more personable when you yeah. mm-hmm. say it and you're like actually saying it from your heart that you're sorry and right. you know what you want to say to god so and that's the key point right what you said lauren which is i'm sorry the contrition right, right? like and that's, you know, we're awareness of our sins and we're asking God for help. And that, that firm commitment to not sin again, mm-hmm. uh, that's, which is really good. And do we want to walk through just a little, uh, not to like hear anyone's confession, but <laughs> do we want to walk through just the order of events in that too? Yeah, we yeah. could just kind of okay. quickly go through that. And oh, then yeah. I figured before we end, we'll do some tips on things to kind of help prepare great, us. Great idea. Yeah. Do you want me to start? Yeah, you go for okay. it. Bless me, Father. No. <laughs> so I always put on my stole. That's important, right? As I'm sliding down further, further. <laughs> my gosh. All right. So I always put on my stole, right? Which is important. The purple, which is a penitential color, right? But it's also a color of penance. So it's something, pen, penance is for us to make amends for our sin. I'm looking for the cross that I normally kiss as I put on the stole. Oh, this is really awkward. Got it. Okay. And so the first thing we say, right, is we start with sign the cross, right, as we do with any prayer, right? And then usually then we'll say, you know, bless me, Father, for I have sinned, right? And it has been five days, five weeks, five months, five years, 500 years, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And part of that is to identify a time frame. That gives the priest, okay, this person's been coming frequently or maybe infrequently. So like, okay, they may need some more additional help just walking through mm-hmm. things. But also too, maybe they're saying, okay, they just came last week. Maybe that's something they're, they're working on is mm-hmm. the sins that they're coming forward to to bring forward. And and then and then we say, okay, whenever you're ready, please just share, share your sins. And I think it's important when we name our sin, you know, priests don't need to hear the whole story, like the whole like the blow-by-blow account of the last – 12 hours, whatever, you know, it's just to name the sin and it's powerful. We were saying, you just name the sin. What is it? Um, and then number and kind, I think is important. So, um, number meaning, you know, I, I wouldn't get obsessed with, it was 50 times I punched <laughs> my brother in the right arm and except yesterday, but it's, it's more important of how often. So, so for example, was that rare? Was that a few times? Was that like a lot? Right. It gives them the priest a sense of how deeply ingrained that sin is or how much of a habit it is, um, which also helps us figure out um, how much the will are, how much are we mm-hmm. freely choosing this or we're just like, it's like we come home and sit down, grab a bag of chips and we just turn on the TV. It's like, we're just, mm-hmm. that's always just a habit. Just, just a habit. Um, and then kind of from there is the the kinds, right? It's just like the kind of sin that you're talking about. Um and then from there, the priest will then will usually kind of talk with you um, and kind of get a sense, I think, too, which is good, like where where's the greatest um, fear or trepidation or anxiety of a particular sin, right? Because we want to help in that, right? And part of that is kind of maybe uh, pointing you in a, in a different direction, right? Hopefully a path towards holiness um, and maybe focusing in on a sin or two. Um, and then we assign what's called a, a penance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, again, to make amends for the sin. So a good penance should actually help us f- focus in on on changing that habit of sin. Um, and so, you know, it could be any number of things. It could be a prayer. It could be doing an act of um, kindness or, or act of charity. Um, whatever it may be that the, the prayer or the um, act of charity or whatever it is, the penance is signed. It is done then right 
um, you can do afterwards, mm-hmm. um, whether it's a prayer that you can say back in the pew, or if it's something that right away you can do uh, for your neighbor. Um, so after the assigning of penance, then we just say, you know, please say your act of contrition. Usually, nine times out of ten, it's right there in the confessional. There's mm-hmm. a card. There's right. It's right up on the at mine. It's like right on both sides, so you can't miss it. It's like right there. Sometimes so. it's even like as you go in, they have it sitting right out there to take them with you. Exactly. And even if we're like, uh, I don't know it. And I'll be like, sinner. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm here anyway. That's why I'm, that's why I'm here. Um, then, then I, we just help you through that. So I think one of the great prayers too, uh, for an act of contrition is just Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. Um, beautiful prayer, the Jesus prayer, um, in one of the earliest forms of act of contrition. And then the priest then prayers, the prayer of absolution, right? Which is a beautiful prayer calling upon the church, calling upon the Holy Spirit, right? And that forgiveness of sins that's imparted um, through the priest, right? Um, Acting in the name and the person of Jesus Christ, um, which is exactly why you're there. Um, And then usually we end with go in peace or um, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. That's important to remember. His mercy endures forever. Um, And then I say, go and sin no more, right? But I'll see you next week. (laughs) But it's funny because hearing it like that, it's such a simple thing. Mm -hmm. And yet so many of us are like, I don't want to do that. Like hyperventilate before you go. And it's okay. It's also good to know that it's okay to get emotional. So I like, I know when I go to confess, it can be the smallest, stupidest little sin that's like nothing. But as soon as I have to like, say it out loud i literally like my eyes well up and i immediately i'm like oh don't cry don't cry um, get the booger in the nose yeah i get it all i get it yeah. all um <laughs> it's really great because when you go to like a brand new priest for the first time especially when you know very well um it's it's really funny to like if you're sitting face to face to see their reaction because they're like you're not even saying anything really bad and, <laughs> yeah but it's okay to show emotion like a priest yeah are used to that because it is a hard thing to confess those things. Um, so what, like know that that's okay. If you're an emotional person, be an emotional person. That's great. Yeah. And we always usually have plenty of Kleenex. Yes. Yeah. Tissue. Tissues. Um, um, something else would be to ask for help if you're confused or you just don't know exactly what you want to do. Um, and like father was saying, they help you in the confessional. They help you through it. Um, but you can ask a priest outside of that time, um, a youth minister or someone you trust in the faith, um, maybe a sponsor or something. Um, yeah, just don't be afraid to ask people for that, for that help. And, and often a good advice to, as far as like kind of what to, um, do an examination of conscience or a review of mm-hmm. the day, yeah. um, good content to go by is the 10 commandments, right? Also mm-hmm. the Beatitudes are wonderful. Um, and those are just great ways. And again, it's like, what am I grateful for? It's, we should first start with that. Um, and then where have I fallen short then of God's love? And as those then come up, um, and it's often I say, you know, start with the stuff that's hanging heavy on the yeah. heart, right? Um, and then go from there. And if there's, yeah, any doubt on what to do next, just please say, hey, Father, please just what's next on the list. Yeah. I and find it helpful too to do an examine and just, but right before you go in, obviously, yeah. but like sit in the church in prayer for five, 10 minutes before you go in and prepare yourself for and that. And even writing it down. Yes. No priest is oh, going to laugh yeah. at you if you go in with a list. I've done this so I, many times because normally mom <laughs> brain is real. Mm-hmm. Once you have kids, I feel if your mom ever says like they suck the smarts out of you, it's so true. So I have to write things down because I will forget. So I've gone in with like long lists before and 
no priest has laughed at me. And it's really great, too, because if you go in and you're not um, purposely withholding something. So if you go in, when I don't write things down, I don't remember them. So I've gone in and I like once I left, especially in high school, I didn't know this. So like I would leave and I was like, oh, crud, I forgot this one. Like this is going to be terrible. Now I have to go back in. Um, You are still absolved of that Mm -hmm. sin because you're not purposely withholding it from Christ. Right. Um, So that's important to remember too, because I've had teens like panic afterwards. Like, Oh my gosh, I didn't say that I I hit my sister yesterday. And it's like, it's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're forgiven in that moment. If you really um, forgot to mention that. And then I would just encourage people to, if it it, like bothers you so much, I would just say, you know, next time you come to confession, just mention that, Mm -hmm. you know, as a way. Um, Another thing would be to, um, if you feel uncomfortable going by yourself, ask a friend to go with you. Um, take someone with you that you feel comfortable going with. Um, maybe, youth ministers will volunteer. I've yeah. done that before. <laughs> maybe if they don't, maybe, like maybe they've already gone to confession or they, you know, it's a friend that isn't into their faith really or they just don't know. Still take someone with you. It's that comfort of knowing that someone's there and still supporting you in that choice that you're making. Yeah. And it's a great date night for couples, you know. Yeah. Go to confession, then go get some ice cream. Perfect. Right. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's that's our episode today. Hopefully Sweet. you yeah. guys got a little bit more comfortable with confession um, and at least are going more than once a year. That's, that's our goal that's right. is just to yes. get you a little bit more comfortable. That's right. All right. Well, we would like to just throw it out there again. If um, you have an extra few dollars to spare, um, you can donate monthly, weekly, however much you want to. Um, Awaken Nation makes the show possible, and we wouldn't be here without it. Um, so you can go to awakencatholic.org backslash donate. And also the Hallow app, great meditation app. Um, it's great to fall asleep with. I have done that the past um, couple nights this, this week. And, um, yeah, it's just really great. So go to hallow.app slash awaken. We'll see you next time. Yeah, see Until you guys. later. This show and all media on Awaken Catholic is made possible by the Awaken Nation and the Hollow app. The Awaken Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org donate. Hollow is the only audio-guided Catholic prayer app focused on contemplative prayer and traditional Catholic meditation such as Lexio Divina, Daily Examine, and the Rosary. We here at Awaken all use Hollow every day and love it. To learn more or give it a try, visit hollow.app/awaken.